Atomic Monsoon. Hey! Hi. How's everybody doing today? Good, good. That music we heard, who was that? Oh, that was the Def M Record All-Stars. Hey, fantastic. You can find more music by the members of those bands at defmrecords.com. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we have something special today. We got Stephanie back in the studio with us. What? I have returned for another Atomic Monsoon adventure. She came to hang out with us today <laughs> and uh, talk a little bit about tabletop gaming. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we mentioned on our last episode that we were going to be at the Game On Expo, and it turned out due to some miscommunications and uh, schedule conflicts that uh, we ended up not having a panel there. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a big convention. Lame. There's going to be a ton of people yeah. there, and I think they just kind of ran out of room. I think uh, it was just so they went, oh, no. Yeah. We have too many things. Yeah, so. yeah. Turns out we'll sh- Josh and I will still be there, though. Yeah, we're least. still going to be there. We're still going to uh, be talking to some people, checking some yeah. stuff out. Yeah. Uh, you know, So if you're going to be there, definitely... Yeah, so Say we figured, hi. hey, the stuff we were going to talk about there, let's talk about this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd, uh, we we don't have the audience interaction this way, unfortunately. No, that's true. That's, that's going to be part of the fun of the panel. Yeah. But well, I can just ask you a bunch of questions. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or Stephanie, too. Oh, yeah. Because we have Stephanie yes, with us. I am here, yes. We, we can ask <laughs> Stephanie a bunch of questions. We well, can. You can ask me a bunch of questions. So what was the two of you? I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're all nerds here. There's yeah. no secret there. What? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a shock to everyone listening. Uh, so what were your guys' starts in tabletop gaming? Be it card games, role-playing games, you know, Monopoly? I don't know. What, what was your start <laughs> in your love of tabletop gaming? It was the summer in the year of our Lord, 1995. Okay. So 24 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Magic the Gathering Ice Age had just been released. Oh, okay, and okay. Uh, I was uh, a, a, at a summer camp uh, between 7th and 8th grade. Uh, and and it's a couple of kids were bringing in some of the, the Magic decks and, and showing, you know, like, hey, here's this new game that we yeah. all just learned about, right? And Magic came out in 93 and really wasn't available until 94. So summer 95, eh, the game was basically still brand new. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and just kind of... That was one of the first real expansions, wasn't it? Ice Age was the first standalone expansion. Okay. Yeah, it was the okay. first one that you could play without having, having to buy... the core... The, any yeah, of the core yeah, stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't have to have the Power of Nine to be able to play that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, Power of Nine was a ridiculously overpowered set of cards yeah. for Magic the Gathering. It was the, the nine most powerful cards in the first set of yeah. Magic the Gathering. Which are still worth a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, and for some reason they promised years ago that they'll never reprint them and they're still holding to that. Which, on yeah. one hand, you know, good yeah. on their integrity. Yeah. On the other hand... And they're banned in most tournaments and right. stuff like that. Yeah. And they're still worth a ridiculous amount of money. I yeah. had a friend of mine when we were young, he bought a bunch of cards from a closing card shop mm-hmm. and ended up with several sets of the full sets of the Power of Nine. Oh, boy. And ended up paying for his college and his wedding and his honeymoon and everything else by selling <laughs> two of the Power of Nine sets. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, they're, so, they're worth a lot. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so it was summer 95. I uh, was introduced to Magic uh, when Ice Age had come out. And um, so later that summer, during the summer, or early school year, I don't remember exactly when, but I bought an Ice Age starter set and a fourth edition uh, starter pack right. um, and just you know got a couple random booster packs here and there and uh, my next door neighbor got super into it and he was buying boxes of booster cards which is something that I hadn't even considered doing <laughs> you know when we were yeah. 13 or whatever um, I don't even know where he was getting the money for all that <laughs> to be honest uh, but yeah yeah some of our some of our friends got into it and, and then I moved uh, to Arizona and <laughs> uh, didn't have anyone to play with uh, anymore so, yeah, which is ironic because Arizona's got so many card shops and hobby yeah, shops. I know. And everything else. Yeah, I I mean I went from living in a city where every like you know we had a card. There was a comic shop that was like a five minute walk from my yeah. middle school, and then a card shop like three doors down from that. Oh, so, wow. so you were right. Next so I was to a right next to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And the, yeah, the school the was ten minute Phoenix walk from my house. Is... And Phoenix Spread. was very spread out, and we moved to, like, downtown Scottsdale, but n- just far enough away where, like, nothing was Nothing's in walking there, distance. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, you know, you're 14, and it's like, yeah. well, I don't have I don't have a car, not even old enough to drive, you know, yeah. and just the one parent at the time here. So, yeah. like, I just didn't have any social life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
I did, before we moved, I did pick up some of the uh, Marvel Overpower trading card game as well. Okay, I remember all right. those. Um, yeah, and I still have all of those cards that I had. Those uh, were really pretty cards. I they remember were. those. Yeah, they did a lot of cool, um, it was like early Photoshop kind of yeah, artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, nice. how, how realistic looking can we make these cartoon characters? Yeah. Um, and if you go to overpower.ca right now, because uh, it was Overpower was created by a couple of Canadian guys, mm-hmm. um, they literally have every card available. Every card ever made in that game is available to look at and potentially download and print out and play with yourself yeah. right now. Yeah. Hmm. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, How about you, Stephanie? Where did your start of uh, tabletop gaming come from? Um, board games with the family. Sure. Yeah, um, that's fair. You know, mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's fair. It yeah. Got to start somewhere. I mean, yeah. if it weren't for those games, most people probably wouldn't pick up D and D or anything. It's, right. So. It's really true. I mean, like, yeah, like the, some of my fondest memories is the late nights at my grandparent, my grandmother's house in Kansas City, just playing Domino's uh, Mexican Train, mm-hmm. and okay. just playing that, and just going from the double side, the double twelve to the double blanks in the okay. matter of like a week. <laughs> hmm. But that was all always right, so right. fun. But uh, in the sense of, like, card games, aside from, like, Go Fish and poker, um, I would say, like, the games, like, I, I didn't really pick it up and I didn't really play them, but it was just everybody else was obsessing with them at the time. Everybody else was playing them. So I just ended up collecting a few cards and then people taught me to play and then I forgot. Uh, okay. And that was primarily, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards. So, because, okay. you know, early right. 2000s right. kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Um, yeah, I always kind of liked board games when I was a kid. Like, uh, there weren't a whole lot of other kids in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those things where, you know. With family. My little brother is so much younger than me. Yeah. You know, so it was, yeah. there's a whole lot of, like, board games and stuff. Those things we'd always play as a family and everything, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, getting crazy competitive when I was little with my mom uh, playing triominoes. Okay. <laughs> what? Like that. Yeah, it was, we would get into it playing triominoes. Uh, but when I was a little bit older, uh, just stumbled across in a used bookstore a uh, player's handbook for mm. Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, the second edition. Okay. And, nice. And uh, went, what is this thing? Yeah. And I went, oh, what do you got there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, was like, oh, yeah, did I ever give you a Lord of the Rings book? <laughs> started reading the Lord of the Rings stuff and getting into D&D and okay. all that kind of thing. Nice. And just, you know, kind of went from there. And then yeah. it kind of went hand in hand with my love of video games and stuff like that, too. Because sure. it's like, yeah. oh, okay, now I see where all these characters are coming from that I'm seeing in Final Fantasy. This all right. makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. They're all directly out of the <laughs> yeah, D&D yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm literally going like, oh, Final Fantasy. Okay, now yeah. it, that's what a beholder is. Yeah. Now I understand what Ultima was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. down to some of those games basically using pixel art right out of the D&D books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because there was a few uh, text adventure type games mm-hmm. that I had on the Commodore 64 that were legitimately like descriptions of monsters that I was reading in the handbook were exactly the same <laughs> on those text adventures. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I get it. Oh, I get it. That's I get nice. It. That's breaking some copyright laws. Yeah, right a little there, bit. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was shareware. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where it started for me. And okay. I've just kind of always liked it. It's yeah. Just, it's a fun thing to do. I, I really enjoy, like, D&D, stuff like that. I got into it pretty heavy when I was younger. Um, haven't had a chance to play much the past few years, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. And then everything from Dragon Dice to Magic to everything else, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've kind of gotten into it a little nice. bit. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried I've tried a bunch of stuff. Um, I got... I mean, I you know I did mess around with the magic. I tried the Marvel Overpower, but no one else really played. I just bought the yeah. cards because I liked X Men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, when I got out here, I you know I I played magic sometimes with some of the kids when once school started up, right? Because we moved out here at the beginning of summer. Um, but like you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, and they had all like kind of had figured it out. And yeah, they were using like terms and stuff that I hadn't heard. Like, oh, it's a three drop, and I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right and uh, yeah, first time somebody said you didn't tap that. I went, huh? Yeah, yeah. What right. You, tap what? Right. Yeah. Like trying to play blackjack or something. Yeah. Like, I, I fold. I don't know. Check. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and so I kind of just took some time off, and then in the early aughts, um, a buddy of mine bought. Uh, we were into like Wizard and Toy Fair and, yeah, yeah, and those yeah, magazines, yeah. right? And they came up with Inquest, which was their. Uh, um, other one. It was the the Magic the Gathering magazine, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, there was a pile driver in there, and it was mankind pile driving Kane, like the wrestlers. And we were okay. like, well, that's weird. And so my buddy just hands it to me. He's here, this is a wrestling card game. And I was like, a wrestling card game? Well, that sounds stupid. <laughs> and here we are. And, uh, <laughs> and $3,000 later. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, you know, when it, it uh, one of my buddies that didn't even watch wrestling but just loved different games and stuff like was like, "No, dude, you got to check this game out." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, well, you don't even like wrestling. So, if you're saying it's a good game, I guess I'll check it out." So, gotta I bought give it a try, right? Bought a Triple H starter deck, bought a couple booster packs, didn't pull anything terribly exciting that or at least not that I remember is 2000, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, uh, and you know, we played a couple of games and stuff, and I was like, "All right, this is this is pretty cool, right?" And then there was a uh, game days in the the mall that we would frequent, so we'd just pop in and buy a couple of packs every so man, often. There's a story, miss. Yeah, um, and so I was playing Triple H, and he was playing Mankind, and I, he pulled the Triple H card, and I pulled the Mankind card, so we just swapped them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well now I have the Triple H and his finisher, like so now I feel like I'm really." Playing this right, yeah. yeah, I can win with you know the move he always wins with, um, yeah, and it just by the time I was done, I was ranked tenth in the state. Uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah, Dang. I still have something like six thousand cards sitting around, like Good not grief. doing anything. Yeah, um, the the game got canceled because uh, it was WWE Raw deal for anyone yeah. that wasn't uh, <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, or hadn't heard of the game because it's, it's been gone for over 10 years. Um, say, was this back when it was WWF still? So it started when it was still WWF. Okay. And they became WWE in 2002, so kind of like partway through the game's life. Yeah. Um, and they, so they had to redesign the back of the card. Um, so it, legally, if you wanted to play the game with a mix of cards, you had to have sleeves. opaque <laughs> sleeves. Like, oh that was a God. rule in the manual. Wow. They were like, because normally the sleeves are just there so that, you know, you keep your card safe. But yeah. they were like, if you're going to mix them, like, kitchen table, whatever, we don't care. But if you're yeah, going out yeah, to an yeah. event, like, you have to have opaque sleeves so you can't, you know, mark, like, okay, well, I only have the one card in here that's the wrong one, like, the yeah, wrong yeah, logo yeah, on yeah. it, right? So they're like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the only, I know this is my Triple H finishing move right. because it's, it's the only the old WWF. Background. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Right? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I ended up being ranked ninth in the state, and the number one ranked player in the world was the number one ranked player in Arizona. So, wow! Oh wow! Yeah, so I was. So you had a little competition. I, a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I also got really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tenth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Um, yeah, and then the game ended because Comic Images didn't want to pay the WWE license money anymore. It's understandable. Like that, sales had dropped after seven years, and, yeah. and they were like, "Okay, we don't want to pay the license anymore." And um, unfortunately, a year later, the creator of the game uh, got cancer and passed away. Aww. So, like, oh, man, that's too yeah, bad. so like the game died, and then was just done. Yeah, right. And there's a there's a big fan community for it still. Um, there's people online that are still coming up with new cards, and they'll release a new like set, quote unquote, of yeah. like 200 cards every six months or so. Okay. Um, so yeah, they've got I don't know nine or ten sets out now, hmm. um, which is cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're still liking it. Yeah. Um, Gen Con's this weekend actually like, yeah. happening right now. Yeah. As, uh, as we speak, my yes. my Twitter has been going nuts with notifications for <laughs> Critical Role going live here. Oh, that's right. Very shortly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I I don't know if they're doing one this year, but I know in past years they have had. Raw deal tournaments at Gen Con that oh, yeah. use all the the new fancy. They do all kinds of stuff. tournaments and stuff at Gen Con. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I was surprised. I, unfortunately, I wish I had had time to get into it, but there was a ton of stuff like that going on at Comic Con here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. big old game room with yeah. all kinds, yeah. just all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. I got to peek my head in there for a minute, and I saw people playing Magic. I got to, saw some people playing some of the Clicker stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just people playing a little bit of everything. I was like, yeah. all right, I, that was good to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping actually uh, now that I'm. Now that I can't play wrestling, I'm playing the Transformers trading card game. I'm hoping to bring some of the decks with me um, to the Game On Expo next weekend. And, oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe when we're not Get your game on a game on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> figure out, you know, I'll go to the tabletop area and just bring a couple decks. Yeah, if anyone's not? there to playing, cool. If not, yeah, whatever. Not a big some deal. my old magic card. It's been yeah. ages since I've played any magic. I'll probably get somebody to be like, hey, I suck at this. It's been years. Let's play some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have fun. Yeah. 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 Don't beat me too badly, please. Yeah. <laughs> go easy on me. Yeah. I'm an old man. Go yeah. easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steph, what, what kind of uh, tabletop games are your favorites to play? Like, are you more of a role-playing game person? Are you a trading card game person? What, what, what is your soup du jour for if we're, if we're, gaming? I mean, I, lo- I, love, I love board games. I love card games. Like, you know, if we're playing, like, you know, what do you mean or cards against humanity or things like that, I love doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're kind of going, like, based off, like, the trading card stuff or, like, the tabletop RPGs, 
Um, I would say the system that I've actually really fallen in love with playing is the Star Wars RPG system. Big okay. surprise. Um, <laughs> I, I am personally shocked that you love a Star Wars thing. I know, right? Shocked. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, so I actually did play some D&D before I did the Star Wars RPG, yeah. and I enjoyed it, but it was just, you know... Every session is different depending on, you know, who's the dungeon master and who you're playing with yeah, and the yeah, setting yeah. you're in. So it was, you know, it was fun, but not something I ever wanted to really come back to. And then I went over to uh, an old friend of mine's place and he was like, yeah, here, we're going to play a Star Wars, like a one shot Star Wars RPG game. And I was like, OK, you are have to explain to me how the rules and the mm-hmm. dice and everything yeah. work. And after he explained it, we did, you know, we did a session and then he looped it in with uh, Return of the Jedi, being, saying that we were the, the spies that got the Bothans, that got the information, that, got, that stole shuttle Tidarium and all that. spies. Exactly. Nice. So it was really kind of cool, and I was, like, freaking out, because I was like, this was probably the most fun I ever had doing a tabletop RPG. And then I played it for years, still loving the system, the way everything works, that when I go and watch the Star Wars movies now, I'm like, oh, that was a success. That was a triumph. Ooh, that was a fail. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't do the numbered dice. They have uh, just colored dice that are like, you know, these the green ones are like are just like typical like um, types of powers or things like that. <sighs> so the way to describe the dice system in a like long story short type of way is that there's multiple colored dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, green is kind of like your base. Stat, like type of thing. Okay. So like, uh, green is base. Yellow is power up that you can use with the base one. Uh, red is like the enemy's power up. Purple is the enemy, just base. Uh, black is kind of like a. Um, it pretty much a black on your roll is pretty much like it just kind of like prevents you from doing stuff. Just so better. I follow you, are th- is each side of the dice colored or is the dice itself the, dice the itself, entire dice? The entire dice is colored, okay. and they're all like or different. Die, whatever you say. Yeah, and they're all different like styles and shapes okay. and everything. Okay. I can post like a photo of like what they look like online later. Yeah, throw it on social uh, media. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. see that. Uh, and then you know they get the blue dice, which is like you know it gives you like an advantage, and then okay. a white one okay, for the fo- okay. white one for the force. So versus so so like a, yeah. a numbered system, whereas your Pathfinders and your D and Ds, this is yeah. more of a, a color coded like, like event kind of. Yeah, roles? like I rolled a okay. fifteen, and that you know you you go based off like you know, what does the fifteen mean in this moment? Okay. In this instance, it's like I rolled a, like two success and a triumph. So you did. So you so you succeeded in killing the stormtroopers. But then you also blew the other guy's head off. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you have like a numbered roll and you have your colored coordination with it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Now that's starting to I get it. So like you roll you roll for like a just trying to equate it to D and D, like a perception roll. Yes. And then you have a modifier dice that goes with it. Like your perception was fifteen, but somebody saw you looking at them while this was going, and now you're in a bar. Yeah. Fight. The, okay. the example of that. Okay. The example in the Star Wars, the Star Wars one would be like I roll. I'm rolling for perception. I rolled nothing but advantages, or I rolled blank because you can actually roll blank on the dice. Okay. Uh, and that just means like, yeah, you didn't see your anything. Your force power fizzled out. It's like you you think something's there, but you're not sure, so you just move on. I'm like, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. And the advantages are cool. You can actually pass like other advantages to people. So that's cool. Yeah. Neat. Or do things, and it's a, it's a whole neat system, and it's just it kind of I've gotten so used to it, and it flows so nicely. So I yeah. love it. So yeah. I love it very much. Uh, well, it's cool that your DM was able to uh, to link it all back again and everything. Like that. Mm, that always yeah. makes it an enjoyable really fun. experience. When you have a good, <laughs> a good uh, GM or DM, depending yeah. on how what you want to say. Yeah. Which actually, uh, you know, leads me into another subject. Is uh, I, I'm glad to see the resurgence of tabletop gaming. And, yes. And, uh, yeah. Dude, like I'm loving to see D and D become more mainstream yes. and people loving it. Um, <laughs> I am a little bit upset though because people are going into it with such high expectations mm-hmm. and and getting discouraged. Yeah. Because as much as I love Critical Role, I think they are fantastic. I, I, sometimes I think it's setting an uh, unrealistic bar for so, people. So for people who aren't aware, Critical Role is the uh, the online streamed on Twitch Dungeons & Dragons campaign yes. that is uh, played and run by professional voice actors. Yes. Um, and, and, and a professional dungeon master who's also a voice actor. Right, actor. right. Matt Mercer yeah. is the, the dungeon master for that, and he's been doing the he's been doing DMing stuff for like twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. Since so he was he, a kid, right? So he has a lot of experience doing it, a lot of practice doing it. Mm. He, you know, he he knows what he's doing. He knows how the game works. Yeah. 
Um, and he's a professional actor. Yes. So when he's playing the non-player characters or NPCs. Yeah. He's, yeah. So he's doing a lot of voice work. He's really right. getting people into it. He's great. He's a great narrator. He's a great storyteller mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything like that. And that's all wonderful things for, for, for DMs to have. It's just right. not every DM is ex- experienced as that. And right. I think some people are getting discouraged because they get in there and like, you'll get somebody that's really into the role-playing aspect of, of, right. of D&D or, you know, the Jedi one or mm-hmm, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. I love, yeah. you know, it, it's fun to have those people at your table, but then you get a, sometimes you'll get people like that. I've been seeing a lot on message boards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I tried to go to a game and I was super into it and I tried to role playing, but everybody else was just there to roll dice. And, yeah. And then they get disturbed and they don't go f- try to find another game. It's like, ah, yeah. you're missing out though, because there are those games where there's going to be people crazy role playing. Yeah. Right. Or they'll do the same thing. They'll, you know, they'll go to a game, they'll be like, you know, I just, the, the dungeon master just wasn't that into it. I got kind of bored. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, 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 and it's tough. And I, I think I see a lot of people getting discouraged with it. That are trying to get into the hobby because they're, well, they're, they're expecting a, a critical role style experience, experience. Yeah. with a bunch of people who haven't been doing it as long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and not not to take anything away from critical because I, no, I no. love the like but I, I mean, watch that every week. Don't don't. I'm not trying to dis critical. I have a huge fan. I, I would <laughs> I would equate this to like, hey, I really like. A band, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I really like, you know, the Rolling Stones or whatever, and right? And I pick up a not... guitar and I don't sound like Keith Moon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're not gonna. No. Exactly. <laughs> or finding five other people that also know how to play instruments and you guys are like, hey, let, let's learn how to play Under the Bridge. And right. you guys sit down and play that first couple notes and you go, oh, uh, we're not going to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> you got to learn to play the song first. Before yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Get a practice. You, you got to rehearse. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it just, you know, you got to give it a little bit of a chance. And I think that it's discouraging some people because they're going in expecting their first session that to they, be, yeah, right. for the DM to start talking into voices and to be getting right. into it. Where There's a lot of production on There Critical is. Role. There's they, a they, lot of production. They pay a lot of money to license music. Yes. They have sponsors. They like, have, like,. They're miniatures and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they're amazing. But yeah. they, they one of their sponsors makes that stuff for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and not every DM has the money to you do know, that kind of stuff. Like if you walk into it and you see a big paper, you know, dungeon laid out on the table, do you get that like be happy. Yeah, yeah. Because the hey, there's a yeah. big, there's okay. a you got at least a big paper map sitting there. Most people are just sitting there going like, okay, so we're we're in a wait, what kind of room were we in again? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. I've played a few pickup games, but I played like I, I only I've really only played one can't like long campaign yeah. in D um, and I played an elven ranger lady named Silverhawk Thundercat. Thank yeah. you very much. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Who was on a mission for her sister? Who was actually my friend's uh, World of Warcraft carrier okay. character? So we were never going to find each other, but we were both looking for our sister in the wrong game. Huh. Uh, so I thought that was nice, kind of fun. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Did you say Silverhawk or Ladyhawk? Silverhawk. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Silverhawk Thundercat. Okay. Because I looked at the yeah, way yeah. that elves were all named. Sorry, I get you. You're yeah. Right. Well, and I looked at for the way For some that, reason, D&D, I heard Ladyhawk in my oh, head. Oh, no, no. That's a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I looked at the way that all the names were, and it was it was usually like adjective animal. And I was okay. like, okay, well, Silverhawks and Thundercats were both cartoons I liked. So I'm just going to name my character Silverhawk Thundercat. Um, anyways, yeah, so we had no miniatures. We had no maps. We had no nothing. Aww. We barely rolled dice. You know, yeah. like we just role played in the back of a comic book shop. You know, we, we would roll dice be- to, to advance the plot and to make sure we could do stuff. But, yeah. like, it was six of us sitting around a table in the back of a comic shop uh, just – sitting around making up stories. Yeah. You know? That's and, still fun. And it was so much fun. And now watching Critical Role, uh, their game is so much different than my game. I mean, I'm glad I had my experience first because yeah. I may, I may yeah. have been a little discouraged. I may have been a little disappointed. But it also, like, it makes me appreciate how much more stuff they have. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, like, I don't want to have maps with miniatures because that's a whole extra layer of things I need to pay attention to. I, yeah. And I also just, a lot of money to spend. Yeah, that too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which, and more power to the people that can do that. Because a lot yeah. of people, they'll, they'll, you know, make it up as they go. They get to a big yeah. old piece of a butcher paper and they draw out a map and yeah. then they go to the dollar store and like, hey, here's a packet of weird little figurines. I can paint some of these up yep. and make, you know, yep. it, there's nothing wrong with those things no, when you see those DMs. Don't get discouraged when you walk into a situation like that. Don't expect every episode or every session you go into to be an episode of Critical Role. Cause right. Yeah. It it's just, it's, it can't be that way. And, and honestly, like, my, the Star Wars RPG one that I had was a, was a very rare case because like, even like I said, like the few D and D ones, I didn't walk in with a high expectation because in my mind, no offense at the time, but D and D was still the darkiest thing you could ever do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something else. Like, it's it's had a stigma for a long, oh, a long yeah. time. I want to interject real quick. 
uh, we used to joke um, because of the stigma of yeah. D&D, right, yeah. being the dorkiest thing. When we were playing Raw Deal, we would joke that, yeah, the D&D kids are laughing at us playing our wrestling card game. Yeah. Because that's how nerdy that was. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, though, at the time, it, like I knew some people who played D&D, but everyone I knew who played D&D were... They were the kids that got you know picked on in school for being nerdy, for being right. geeky and everything, and um, and you know they were still great, amazing people. And I was you know one some of my some of my greatest and best friends. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know they play it, and I'd be like, what? Like they would try to tell it to me, and I would just in in, right. in one ear and out the other. Um, so when I walked into it, I was just like, yeah, I'm willing to give it a try. And then just you know the experience wasn't you know top notch. Yeah. And then when I did the Star Wars one, I'm like, okay, I have a little bit more love for Star Wars. Let's see what happens. And then the fact that you know we had the miniatures, we had the map, we had all of that, mm-hmm. and it was only a one shot. It was just like this was the most fun I've ever had. And then we wrote up you know like this one campaign that went for a while, and then it changed to another one because it kind of died off, and then that one died sure. off, and then the last one died. died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean and, that's going to happen too. Yeah. yeah, and and we haven't played it since though. Be- and then there's other reasons why, but mm-hmm. we haven't played it since, and it's just. Even though I, I look back on it, and I'm just like, I had so much fun with it. And my opinion of D&D and all that has changed because of the Star Wars one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also because of, and I mentioned this before on the show, the play I was in at ASU, She Kills Monsters. Oh, that right. show is about D&D. And after yeah. being in that show, I have just found this love for the game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually have bugbears on my desk now at my new job. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> because of that show. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's, it's while you were saying that you had a few campaigns that all just kind of died, it reminded me that I actually have a friend, um, uh, and he and his friends have been playing the same, uh, champions is, uh, another role-playing system. Oh, they've, yeah, 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 They've been playing the same champion system for over 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, they started when they were in, like, junior high or whatever, and, like, they ha- have can- continued this campaign, um, and now they live in different, like, people, everyone lives in different states, and they play together on Skype. Yeah, that's great. Right? That and is like, fantastic. Yeah, it's the coolest thing, and I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Good for them for making cool. it work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, some people still play a lot of the classics. I mean, like, D&D 2.5 edition, mm-hmm. there are insane amounts of manuals and guides. Yeah. And, like, uh, that was one of the ones that we played a lot heavy when I was a kid, because one of my friends at the time, uh, his dad had played it when he was slightly younger. Okay. And and so he and he kept buying manuals and stuff like that, and eventually right. kind of just died off on it. So we had it in a literal bookshelf with almost every single like monster oh, manual, man. every guy. Like it's like, what kind of character do you want to play? I don't know. What are my options? Uh, third shelf. What? You go. They're like, there's a ninja guide. There's an orc guide. There's yep. a samurai guide. There's <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> okay, I want to be a paladin. Okay, uh, which which god? What? Look on the bottom shelf. Six different paladin books. What is going on? <laughs> you know, just, like, what? But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you can get into the old ones. There's a ton of material. There's 5th yeah. edition, which gets a little, lot more modern, where you can use, like, the D&D Beyond app and mm-hmm. get everything mm-hmm. digitally that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. 5th uh, edition is nice because everything's, like, a lot more streamlined. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't it's, have it's a million It's a lot more books. user-friendly. Yeah. yeah. And there's not as much. You don't have to worry about Thaco. I don't know what that is, but... Be, be happy. <laughs> anyone listening to this conversation that's of a certain age or played those whole things, they just got to shiver up their spine. Went, oh, God, they go. No, not they go. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> it's just one more useless stat that you had to remember mm. all the time okay. and factor into everything. You, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. It was one of your armor class kind of things that just, it was it was terrible. I will just take your word that, yeah. that to be glad to not. <laughs> Andy, it, it was, just run while we can. Yeah. yeah right. it, it was one of those, like, it, it's one of the things a lot that they've streamlined over the years with D&D is the, yeah. uh, the, ridiculous amount of stats and things you have to manage. Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot of it. There's still a lot. Because there are people that like that. They want to min-max. They want to go through and right. they want to be like, okay, I want to play Wizard and I want to get absolutely every maximum point I can, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every spell I cast, every single thing I do. And so, you know, they, so they go through those manuals. They min-max everything. They figure mm-hmm. out it. But then you don't have to do that. You can be like, I, I just I, I just want to kind of play a bard and make fun of people. Right. Sweet. Do that, dude. Yeah. You just got to roll some dice. You, just, <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got your like 10 set dice. Good. That's yep. all you need. Yep. Literally yep. just a seat to sit in, a drink, and your dice. Yep. That's all you have to have. <laughs> That's nice. Where are the Cheetos? Well, that too. Yeah. I hear snacks for your <laughs> snacking enjoyment. Well, but, I mean, that's kind of like, that's a given anytime you're going to be sitting sure. down playing a good RPG or anything with some friends. Snacks all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But lay off the Twizzlers. So have, I, have either of you ever had a uh, character from a role-playing game that you really loved or had one that was like just ultra memorable that just when you think about like playing a D&D or Star Wars or anything like that, you just go back like, oh, yeah, I had this character. 
Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I've only really played the one. Yeah. Like, what about like the card? Game? The the as far as your 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 card games go, were there any like particular sets that you're like, okay, this was overpowered, and I'm glad they don't use it because I had a perfect <laughs> like because like oh, magic. Boy. There was like the mirror decks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they broke everything for a little while. Um, there were there were a couple of the characters in the the wrestling game. Um, China. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> They made. They were like, well, she's the first woman we're putting in this, so we're going to make sure she's really competitive. And it turned out right through the end of the game, she was just super broken. Oh yeah, like oh. like there, she wasn't officially banned, but she was kind of soft banned in all of the local tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Like everyone just kind of agreed, like yeah, no one's playing China. Um, there were a couple of others. Shelton Benjamin was another one where like they made him, and it was like, yeah, well, he's you know we're fifteen sets in, we got to make the new guys as powerful as the old guys with all their yeah. you know all their other cards, and it was like, yeah, but you have sixty four cards to power up Triple H. We got to do something to make this right. new guy at least right. be able to compete. But his thing was like at the start of each turn, you can look at the top five cards of your opponent's deck and pull one of them out of the game. Wow! And it was like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like Magic said to look at top five cards, but then you put the rest back in their deck. Uh huh. Yeah. No, 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 no. This was just pull one out of the game. Yeah, that's no. And good. it was just like, so you're just gonna pull out all my best cards. Well, and I, can't I guess. Do anything. Yeah, that is a Magic thing too, because you can exile a card yeah. in Magic. That is a thing. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. Um, right now in the in the Transformers game, um, there's a couple of uh, uh, the Optimus Prime Battlefield Legends. Like everyone has kind of agreed. Like, yep, he's. Overall, the best character in the game. He's like the, okay. the first in the first set, right? We're yeah. three three sets in. Set four just got announced and is starting to be teased right now. Um, and like, yep, far and away of the 150 characters in the game, he's far and away the best one. Um, unless your opponent is playing against playing as the Insecticons, and then you just have a swarm of bugs eating you slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> Insect devourer. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh. So, um, uh, I don't know. I, I had a cool moment in my D&D campaign. All right. Um, where <laughs> uh, our, our, our GM, uh, DM, whatever, uh, DM in Dungeons and Dragons, right? And then it's GM, GM everything else. Yes. Because DM is trademarked I've by... I've always called them all DM. That's fair. I, like, okay. I've gotten, I, I feel I've gotten it's used weird to saying to GM. Be like, oh, you can't call him. Yeah. No, I, our, our narrator. I'm not writing a, a, a guide. Yeah. I'm calling him a DM. Cool. Our narrator. <laughs> uh, as our party was traveling along, we, we ran across a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Nice. Right? And so uh, it was like, okay, I don't want to fight a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so the bard was like, hey, I have music sues the savage beast as one of my you know stats or whatever right when the spells one of his things what he could do uh, abilities I don't know uh, and so like yeah he just started singing a song and chilled out the tyrannosaurus and I was I looked at mine I was like I have talked to animals <laughs> so I just was just like hey Mr T Rex <laughs> and the DM not expecting this just decided the T Rex sounds like a burnt out hippie. And he's like, hey, man. <laughs> How's hey, it, it going? Soothed, man. Yeah, it was like talking to Chong. Yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> hey, man. And we just, hey, man, what's going on? And we were like, oh, hey, we're just trying to get past you and get over to this castle. Uh, is it cool if we go by? He's like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. You should go by. So T-Rex was <laughs> Leo just, from that 70s show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like let us walk right past. And he was like. Well, so here's the thing. You didn't kill it, but you got past the obstacles, so y'all get your experience anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Which is, I guess, the way it's supposed to work. That's the way I feel so. it should work for DMs. Yeah. Like, some, some people have their, like, you only get it from paddle experience. Others that it's milestone experience. Some of them yeah. it's just. Sessions. Session experience. So yeah. It, it's, every yeah. DM's got a and different And so, yeah, he just, he just wasn't prepared for us to not fight the T-Rex. <laughs> 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 we just, like... Yeah, chilled it out and had a nice conversation and then went on our way. Yeah, there you go. That's that was awesome. really nice. That, that, so. that's a, see, and that's one of the things I love about RPGs like D&D uh-huh. &D and stuff like that. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. one of the hardest things about being a DM, too, is because you can create this perfect scenario like this is going to be the best fight no matter what they do. I've got them countered. And then all of a sudden they come in there and they're like, oh, we're going to blow through this wall behind the boss. Wait, what? Shit. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it's, you know, it it, it works out. Yeah, yeah that's, that was, that, that's a good one. Faked out the hippie T-Rex. What, yeah. what about you? Did you have a have a character that you, you missed playing or really loved or a scenario that you liked? Uh, so the first session that we did after the one shot, 
there was a character that I had that I loved her to death. She was, you know, she was a lot of fun. At first, I didn't really know what to do with her because I was still learning the system. So I ended up writing her in the direction of a Jedi, but she was supposed to be an archaeologist. <laughs> so okay. she was. Okay. A, so we just we just came up with the story that she was, you know, this student from like one of the academies that just graduated in archaeology uh, in like archaeology and was really into trying to find like this like Jedi wasteland or whatever, and. Um, and then she ended up finding out that she was force sensitive, and it went down this whole route where, like, her ex boyfriend's a Sith, and then she dates Lando <laughs> Calrissian. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> I mean, was, if you're gonna date anybody, Billy D is a good way yeah. to go. Heck yeah, it was still, it was weird, but it was, it was great. It was. Um, and now I imagine him as a uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, that makes sense too. So, um, and then like at the very end of that campaign, because we actually finished that one. Um, you know, she played a, pr- a critical part in trying to, like... Because, long story short, uh, Luke and Vader killed the Emperor and decided to do their own thing. Huh. Yeah, so the, so the, D- so the GM changed the, the storyline sure. of what happened. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That works. And it was fun. Yeah. Uh, and we were all just like, crap. Um, so we tried to save Luke, and that didn't work. So we ended up being saved uh, inside of a TIE Advanced while a shuttle carried an AT-AT through the Death Star core to blow it up. <laughs> it was it's just our group was so ridiculous, especially my husband Connor. Like he he came up with the most ridiculous stuff because he was playing like a Wookiee and it was the best. There you go. Um, but there was one character that I absolutely like. She was probably the best one I wrote up, but never had the opportunity to show off what she could do because mm. that campaign just like it just dropped off. It just sure. didn't happen. And then we had to go into another one. Um, but she was a Chiss. So if you don't know what a Chiss is, Admiral Thrawn. Uh, so blue skin, red eyes, okay. black, uh, like dark black hair. Um, but she was a Chiss medic with a drinking problem <laughs> and a bad attitude. Oh, boy. Interesting. <laughs> and she, she was always the kind that it's like if you get hurt and you're like, you know, being difficult, she's like, look, I'll break it more. It, like, it's like, I, look, I'm trying to help you. If you don't let me help you, I'm just going to break it more and leave you. And it's just like, okay, fine. And like, there, there was like a scene where I really wanted her to be kind of like threatening Connor, my, my husband's character, and just be like, you're an, like, you know, just kind of like look at him like, oh yeah, you don't think I can hurt you? Boom! And then throws like a tongue depressor and it stabs into the wall behind him, and he's just like, what? And just tries to yank it out, but it's stuck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wooden tongue depressor in a metal wall. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah. it was just, she was so much fun and I want to actually cost, actually create a cosplay of her to walk around con in because it would just be the best. <laughs> yeah. So. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? Anything, uh, um, anyone that you yeah, particularly fell in love with? When I, was, uh, when I was younger, we were playing that 2.5, that same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to come up with a character because I had, uh, one of the ones I had died, just a horrible, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. player, Kel, it happens. Yeah. I was trying to come up with another one and uh, just kind of wasn't into it. And at the time, my friend's uh, little sister was, you know, sitting there hanging out with us and everything. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do an ogre. And she just looks at the character picture in the book. She goes, oh, that's Icky. It's like, perfect, an ogre named Icky. <laughs> that's what I'm going So I started making this guy. He was just a big, just, uh, he had an intelligence of like three. I did like the lowest <laughs> intelligence you possibly could. But Maximus, he was just a big, just like, hmm? Mm-hmm. Hit, smash. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, by the DM at the head at the time, but he got so frustrated because we were doing a, a, you know, a dungeon crawl and everything, and he had put in there a ring of wishing. Okay. My ogre found it. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he got it, and the first thing he did is that he wanted forever wishes. <laughs> so my DM went like, this is impossible. You have to get a, you have to get a 20. There, no other way you have to roll a 20. Okay. Whew. Perfect 20. Yes! <laughs> oh, no! So my idiot ogre suddenly had a ring of infinite wishing. <laughs> so every once in a while, like, he would just sit there and be like, I want a sandwich. His <laughs> finger would glow, he'd have a sandwich. Just, never used it for anything practical except for one time, uh, I, my character, there, there was something running away and he was trying to kill it and got pissed off and he threw his hammer because he just carried a regular old war hammer. Okay. And then... He didn't want to go get it because it was so far away. I want it back. And it comes <laughs> and back. The Wii Ring Wish activated suddenly he had a hammer of return. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was like, all right, now you, you have, have a hammer of returning. So every time he'd throw his hammer, it would just come right I back. I want it back. <laughs> it would come straight back to his hand again. <laughs> so basically I had this ogre running around that could throw his hammer at anything he wanted to. And mm-hmm. anytime he was hungry, 
boy, he had a sandwich. Nice. <laughs> you know, when you, when you made the good. comment to like, you like, you had to roll a solid 20 for this to work. Yeah. Uh, that brief, I'm just going to let this brief story, it briefly reminded me of this one shot that we did on a ca- on the uh, the cabin trip that we did with our lightsaber group. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, one of the, one of the, you know, other players was like, hey, uh, I have this sniper rifle and it says that like my distance I can shoot it is, you know, like, like long range or whatever. Uh, but I want to shoot that ship that's flying at like extreme range. Because, uh, like, there's a difference between ranges for ships and ranges for people. Sure. So it's at extreme range for right. people, which means it's... Basically e- impossible to hit. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> Connor, my husband, was the was the GM for that campaign, and he's like, uh, okay. So he gave him the hardest rolling difficulty ever, at least in the Star Wars way. And it was kind of like, yeah, you have to get, like, a perfect 20 in order yeah. to hit yeah. it. Yeah. Better get an at 20. Yeah. <laughs> so he so he was going up against like five red dice and one purple dice, which is like the highest difficulty you can have. Okay. Uh, when facing an opponent, and he had like a very minimal, like little shooting difficulty. Hit that gap perfect, huh? So he shot it, rolled the dice, like literally got successes on it, and my husband just sit there and went. So slowly, a little spiderweb crack started to form on the window of the ship. <laughs> and we died. Like, we're like, how did you make that? That's fantastic. That's great. I did forget one thing on that ogre. Yeah. His sandwiches, I had to roll for freshness every time. <laughs> that was the thing my deal. He's like, okay, well, if that's one of his things. Every time he says he's hungry, you have to roll for freshness. So I was going to eat a moldy sandwich. Yeah. He didn't care, though. His intelligence was three. He right. like, sandwich, it filled his belly. Oh, okay. Well, if we're going to tell the, the rolling 20s stories. Okay. Here uh, we go. I just, again, just the one. Just the one with Silverhawk Thundercat. Okay. But it was against the final <laughs> boss, the Golden Dragon. Okay. And, uh,. You know, it had however much health left or whatever. Not not a lot, but, it, you know, I was a ranger, so I really just had bows and arrows, right, and, like, a dagger. So no, I wasn't going to do a lot. Yeah. But it was flying in at me, and here comes this giant golden dragon. And I was like, okay. And I did, you know, cool parkour backflip to land on its head, pulled an arrow out of the quiver from over my shoulder, pulled back, and rolled a natural 20. Nice. The dragon's head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. You got to love those moments in D&D. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, I, I'm not going to, like, unless I hit, you know, like above like an 18 or something, I wasn't going to hurt it. Yeah. Right? And I just rolled a natural 20 and it was like, with all the modifiers and stuff, it ended up doing some ludicrous amount of damage. I don't yeah. know the exact number, but like, yeah, it was... The DM was like, okay, so the dragon's head exploded, and <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a question for you guys. Yes. Um, no. Has, okay, well, no. fine. Uh, <laughs> has there ever, I mean, I, in any of the tabletop games that you played, more specifically D&D sure. or role-playing uh, games, or yeah. role-playing games uh, have you ever had those moments where it was an obvious failure, but something freaking hilarious happened because of it? Huh. Or at least something, I, I or something a, that benefited your team. I had a DM once that was just so irritated with the character choice I made that they completely flubbed. Like it was, it was blatantly obvious. It's like, okay, there's no way mm-hmm. that I failed that role for this character to die in that horrible fashion. But yeah, we, I had a, a centaur mage that I had made. Okay, like, but DM was just. He was completely upset because I, there's this horse person. <laughs> it's a large <laughs> character. Like, he started to design like these dungeon crawls and stuff. And I was like, okay, my, my centaur's just going to hang out outside because he doesn't fit. <laughs> so he was getting pissed off. And uh, so we, you know, we, we're going through this dungeon, and, and uh, all of a sudden, there, you know, there's a, a split where we go can go left or right, and mm-hmm. you know, there's only three of us. So we're like, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go down to the left just a few feet. You go down the right a few feet, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my character goes down the hallway, a giant pit trap opens underneath your, your centaur. <laughs> <laughs> As you see the spikes coming up to you, it's like, okay. Like, roll, roll your agility check. It's going to be after high one. It's like, oh, I rolled an 18. Oh, you die. <laughs> you didn't roll a 19 or higher, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're level three. How is that? Like, what? Uh, no, sadly, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any weird... Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Got, nope. Nothing. Got nothing. Nope. Nothing. Uh, weird things, tabletop yeah. gaming, card games, Magic yeah. had a yeah. joke 
expansion. Do you I remember had, that had one? Had a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. With the, a, uh, the like the giant chicken card. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the Family Guy giant the, chicken. The uh, well predating that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's what unglued, unhinged, and un maybe unhinged is the most recent one. But yeah, Some, there's the three. Yeah. They they all have un at the beginning, and they all have the silver borders, so you know, yeah, like, yeah. hey, don't actually play with these in tournaments. Yeah. There was one that was like it was uh, three giant cards. Uh huh. Like it was like the big ugly monster or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Got all of them down. It ended the game. There was yeah. another one. It was like some kind of weird chicken thing where you put it down. Like the other player had to like draw every card out of their deck or something. Like it was. It was a complete like just wackadoodle Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering game. Yeah. That yeah. It was always fun. We we always like to pepper those into our decks. Okay. Like just make it. You have to make a real deck, but you have to put in. Like ten one. of the joke cards. Oh boy! Okay. You know what I mean? So and it was like okay, and here's the cards we have. We're gonna randomly shuffle them to each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then those are your ten cards. Here's my ten cards. They could benefit you. They could screw you. Okay. Like it just it, yeah. uh, you never know. Yeah. And yeah. It, it made it fun because it's like you pull out these cards like oh no this is all I have to play. All right, I gotta put this down, and it's one of those ones like all your land suddenly gets sucked into a vortex and put <laughs> back into your desk. <laughs> deck. Like, great. <laughs> That's there's, funny. there's one where like you, you have to like go around and ask random people questions. Yeah. Right? And if they say yes, then like you win, and if they say no, then yeah. like you fail or whatever, right? And like it can't be your opponent, it has to be some random other person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just random things like that. They, yeah. they were great for like uh tournament settings or con settings or anything. Yes. Especially con settings. Those ones were fun. Uh, there was yeah. I remember going to I think it was one of the Mesa cons uh, where there was a gaming area and some and a bunch of people were playing with the joke deck mm-hmm. and it was that kind of thing. It was like you know, get up randomly, run over to a, 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 another person in the room and tell them that you love them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you get one mana. It's like, I love you. All right, now we're gonna play. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good times. Um, I haven't had any like personal where it was like usually when I failed in my roles, it was usually something along the line of like. Yeah, no, it, nothing happened, nothing worked. Yeah. Um, but there was one where I failed, and I had, but I rolled a lot of advantage. Okay. So I used my advantage to help my other my other teammates, help my okay. you know my friends. Um, one of the advan- like you know, one of the advantage I recovered strain. The other I sent to uh, like, here, like here here have a blue dice, have an advantage dice to help you. Uh, and then the other friend I gave them two because they were like because the way the whole thing is set up. Uh, depending on the number, depends on do you send it to the next person online or can you send it to whoever you want? Mm-hmm. And so I sent the two to Connor and uh, he went, you know, it was his turn and he was uh, he was like, okay, uh, I'm going to jump on top of this, like for his maneuver, he's going to jump on top of this ATST, which is like the two-legged Yeah, the one, chicken walker. The chicken walker. Mm-hmm. Jump on top of that. Rolls it. But he forgets that I gave him the two blue dice, rolls it, succeeds. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm like, wait, hold on, you have the two blue dice. He's like, oh, yeah, I do. I'll roll on the next one. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, okay. And he's like, okay, what are you going to do now? He's like, I'm going to rip the hatch off. <laughs> he rolls so triumphantly. He rips the hatch off. It goes flying and lands on the officer. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely a cartoon, like, rip. Splat. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, we're we're almost out of time. We've only got a few minutes left here. Yeah. So is is yeah. there anything that you guys want to say, talk about, mention anything as far as tabletop gaming and community people, anything like that that you wanna you wanna talk about before we get going here? Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, this guy Blaine that plays Transformers with us locally. He's at Gen Con right now. Okay, um, oh, he, right got, on. he got fourth place in one of the qualifier tournaments if yesterday. I know you knew someone going there. I'd have had them get me dice. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, if I had known he was going before he was gone, I would. Yeah, have, there we yeah. go. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, but you know, he's he's out there representing the whole Arizona crew right now. He's Fantastic. the only, only one of us up there, and he got fourth place in the qualifying tournament. So. That's nice. awesome. And Good for beat him, the man. guy that won um, the Origins tournament a few months ago. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. Uh, he's playing the scummy Insecticon deck. So <laughs> got it. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> I take it he beat you with that deck. Once, oh, huh? it's it, here's the thing, man. Like Insecticons is the easiest build, but they're also like. Yeah, you're just gonna win. Like there's mm-hmm. there's just not a defense for them. They were made too strong from the outset. Oh yeah. And like again, it's it's like the China thing. Like we all kind of agree in our local group, like, yeah, just don't play bugs, right? But like 
hey, if you're going to a thing where it's a tournament, though, this is a tournament with thousands of dollars on the yeah. line. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Show it's up different with when you're playing with your buddies, right? Compared to, right. buddy, there's money on the line. Right. I'm um, sorry, I gotta beat you. <laughs> and and so the way that this is going is is there's an origins qualifier, Gen Con, Gen Con qualifier, and there's going to be some local store qualifiers, um, and like the top however many people are going to be invited to PAX Unplugged in December. No oh, way. Um, wow. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. For like the first World Transformers Championship um, and the winner gets to design their own Transformer character. <gasps> so, hey, that's cool. Like, that I mean, is not, like a not, dream. Not, yo. not make up your own character but like, you know, take yeah, a Transformer and dis- you know, like, hey, I'm going to make a Bumblebee and I'm going to have him do what I want him to do. Yeah. That's still, that's still um, cool, Which is though. super cool, yeah. And there's some conditions with, you know, Hasbro and licensing. And yeah, whatever. I'm sure. But, and it'll probably be like, okay, these are the sets of moves you can choose from. And stuff right, from right, right. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is yeah. going to be like, hey, you know, you get to make your card. Yeah. You know, your character, your card, your favorite character that is or is not in the game, you get to make them your way. Nice. Um, and it's just going to be a card in the game. And, uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> good luck to, to Blaine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Um, also to me when I play in the store qualifiers. And yeah. Yes. So. yeah Good luck to Andy. Definitely. So. Definitely. Anything you wanted to, to mention? or? Uh, just uh, I'm actually going to be starting here soon. I don't know how soon, though, but I'm going to be starting here soon. A uh, uh, So it, it's going to kind of be following one like the D&D or Pathfinder type setups. I don't mm-hmm. okay. quite recall, but I'm going to be soon be a part of a Mass Effect RPG. Oh, oh wow. interesting. So we're going to we're gonna play, we're gonna be playing uh, Mass Effect, and I'm going to be in Asari if you've okay. ever played yeah, the yeah, games. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, I, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be the first RPG I've done since the Star Wars one. Okay. Um, also the first one I had done that's not Star Wars in a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so it's still yeah. sci-fi in space. Yeah. So. No, it's gonna be fun. We're yeah. gonna play like on Sundays. Space so. magic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No. Other than that, it's just been I've been preparing for the school year because I'm teaching yeah. and everything. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, you know, next week next week's episode. Is the day after my birthday? So oh, well, happy birthday! We'll say that again next week too. Well, okay, <laughs> but preemptively happy birthday! Yay! Yeah. 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 So, but all right. Well, we only got a couple minutes late, so I'm just going to finish off with a little story. Something I saw that went viral not too long ago that I thought was really funny. And it okay. has to do with D and D. It was an episode, I believe, it was of Cops uh, that somebody called and said that there was a car in the parking lot, super suspicious. There was stuff in it, like they needed to come check this out. Okay, didn't look good. Cops show up and then they're going through the parking lot and everything. Mm-hmm. They're going looking through cars and stuff like that. And they come to the find the car that description everything they were given from and everything. Okay. And they walk up to it, you know, very cautiously. Obviously, this is you know somebody yep. called up suspicious stuff in a car. Walk up to it, kind of look, don't see anything. They go around to the back seat and there's just masks covering it. Oh just boy! Like and some of them look pretty. You know what I mean? It's like yep, what's sketchy. going on yeah. here? You know, like there's weapons in the back and everything. Like. What's up? And then one of the cops shines his flashlight down a little bit, and you see a D&D player's manual. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, that explains everything. <laughs> and the other officer like, shines his flashlight down and sees it and goes, oh, yeah, being creepy ain't a crime. And the other guy says, yeah, now there's D&D. <laughs> so remember, folks. Being creepy and a crime. And, <laughs> and neither is D&D. I think we just found the title for the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, All right, guys. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all the social medias, socials, medias, whatever. Yes. Uh, Atomic Monsoon, Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram, uh, Atomic Monsoon at Gmail, um, AtomicMonsoon.com. Yeah, yeah. Just look for Atomic Monsoon. You'll find us. Or and if not. you're going to be at Game On Expo next weekend, come and say hi to us. We'll be walking around. Yeah. We don't really have any like shirts or anything to show that it's no, us. Just walk around to every person you see and be like, hey, are you from Atomic Monsoon? Hey, are you from Atomic Monsoon? I'm pretty loud, so you'll probably be able to pick me out of a crowd pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, just shout, I'll just shout Bugbear. Just shout Bugbear and he'll find me. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> did you just confuse a lot of people. That's also true. Yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> Randomly, we see people walking around the concert Bugbear, yeah. Bugbear. Yeah. Oh, they're looking for Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the Syndicate crew. <laughs> All right, everybody, you have so. a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.